Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy live from Zanfort. You still did the wave, Tommy. I did. Even though, I mean, to, to be fair, this, you're waving at me. I am. In the same room. We're together. We can... We can... Oh, you oh. just touched me. Um, <laughs> that would have been weird for audio listeners. Uh, but uh, welcome along to today's podcast where, uh, first and foremost, we have to start um, by saying that there was lots of you that came and said hello. We did a meet and greet uh, today in the fan zone and it was awesome to speak to so many of you. It was really good. Like the amount of people that turned up, a lot of orange, um, unsurprisingly. But yeah, uh, really, really cool. So many people, you know, love the podcast. Even being in, you know, another country that's not native English speaking, and people are still like, oh, you know, some people have listened for a few months, some people have listened to us for for years, and it was really nice to meet you all. And um, yeah, very cool. We even got little gifts and all sorts it was amazing yeah we both got given a bracelet i've now got a leclerc bracelet that's got little love hearts on it which um people are going to think i've made so maybe I mean, he, he could have made it for you, you, you he could have babe. made it for me yeah that's true i didn't think of that and also uh, you'll be aware if you are an audio listener that we do five star reviews every so often and we got given one asmr in person an actual paper review. So listen up. P1 with Matt and Tommy. Five star review. Would have been awkward if they'd given us like a two star review. Yeah, we opened person, it up. You know I mean? oh. Rubbish. Matt and Tommy have managed to create a podcast that takes real knowledge, adds some fun banter and a sprinkle of dark magic with their ability to curse drivers. Case in point, Piastri and Ricardo, who crashed in the same corner during FB2 after being a guest on the show. And make a podcast that is a must listen for the casual and hardcore F1 fans alike. You can listen just by yourself or, in our case, with roommates. The P1 podcast has it all. Lots of love and the best wishes from Ava, Lise, Noah, Maviel and the other women from Formula One Geckies. Thank you so much for that review. Wonderful. The first of many written reviews, perhaps. <laughs> right, let's get into the big news then, shall we? And it has to be spoken about. Daniel Ricciardo out of the Dutch Grand Prix after a crash in free practice two, which was kind of caused by Oscar Piastri making that mistake in the bank. I say the banked corner. There are a couple of banked corners, but yeah. the biggest banking of corner, yeah. turn three, I believe it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's gutting. I'm absolutely gutted for him. It's it's one of those that he's just so unlucky. It, it, just having a, a hand on the wheel like that. Obviously, you know, drivers are supposed to take their hands off the wheel before they have a crash. But it was it wasn't even a big impact. It was just the way in which his steering wheel snapped slightly, which was awkward for his wrist. And and now he's out. I can't can't quite believe it. I mean, yeah, he was coming around the corner of the banking, completely got caught out by Piastri being there. I think he was going to go for a wider line. And yeah, um, speared into the wall and it didn't sound good, did it, on the radio. Um, and of course, you know, P1 curse and all that, but it's, it's gutting and, you know, we can't even joke about it because he's seriously injured his wrist. Um, obviously, at, at first, we saw him in the wall and our first reaction was, 
I can't believe it's the two drivers that we've just interviewed, but now like, you know, it's quite clear that it's a, a very serious thing and we're, we're gutted that, that Danny Rick is not going to be racing because he's only just come back as well. Yeah, like, just come back, one. had summer break. He's revitalised. He's been training physically for this um, because I think after he came back, obviously quite abruptly, he probably wasn't in the best yeah. physical condition. Took the summer break to, to really train that. He, you know, We spoke to him and he, he seemed really, you know, energized and ready to go again um and now he's out and not just this i'm actually a little bit worried with how this is now going to unfold the rest of potential driver markets and changes and so on and so forth uh, because it's giving an amazing opportunity to liam lawson sure is yeah i mean liam lawson we spoke about didn't we when uh, daniel ricardo first put it, got put in the the car uh, instead of nick devries and we were like Liam Lawson must be absolutely gutted thinking, when is my time going to come? And, I, you know, he wouldn't have expected it to, to happen now. But, um, yeah, it's going to be very tough for him. But it's also an amazing opportunity to, you know, drive in a Formula 1 race. Yeah, certainly. So he's he's had a bit of experience uh, in, in a Formula 1 car, but not exactly a huge amount to to write home about, but uh, Liam Lawson did a young driver test for AlphaTauri in Abu Dhabi in 2021. Uh, in 22, last year, he had a free practice in Belgium, Mexico City, and then had his Red Bull debut uh, in Abu Dhabi free practice. Um, not that he was allowed to really go that quick, from what I no. remember. Um, and then did the young driver's test for Abu Dhabi, for, for Abu Dhabi, for Red Bull yeah. in Abu Dhabi as well. So he's got a little bit of experience in a Formula One car, but actually participating, participating in a Formula One weekend especially when you've missed the first two sessions, I think just him finishing is a good start. Yeah, I've now just realised that my prediction of no DNFs, uh, he's, you know, like you say, if he finishes, he's done a very good job because, you know, I'm not expecting much from him and that's no disrespect to him, but he's driving the worst car on the grid. He's not done Friday running and, yeah, you know he's not going to have all that data and to like ease himself into the weekend he's going to go you know drive that car in a session in fp3 tomorrow might even be wet who knows so it could it you can't anymore throw it in the deep end really it's uh i say i feel sorry for him he's obviously got his his break now um and maybe actually it's good for him that there will be no pressure because alpha tauri is pressure, look what happened to De Vries. But now he can actually have his F1 debut where I, I think a lot of people will think he will probably finish last, qualify last, and that's okay because you kind of expect it. So maybe that, that might actually help him because the expectation is so low yeah, that but... if he does anything, people will be like, oh, Liam Lawson's done a good job there. Exactly, if he finishes 19th, beats Logie <clears throat> Sarge, he's having a great time. Although Williams <laughs> look really good, we'll get onto that. Um, but yeah, as you say, it's, it almost is a little bit like how Nick de Vries came in at last minute and and then performed really well around Monza. Zandvoort, I think, is a different kettle of fish. Yeah. It's not an easy track by any not stretch of the imagination. Like the banking and things like that. You know, Experiencing that for the first time in a Formula One car is going to be something to get your head around, um, let alone everything else that comes with a Formula One Grand Prix weekend. But as you say, him literally just taking part there's no no one expects him to score points nope. or to do or get anywhere near Yuki Tsunoda. Question from Kabir Dingra Six: Do you think Liam Lawson will be able to perform at the same level as Daniel or Yuki in the AlphaTauri? My opinion is 
No. I don't think he'll be close. Not straight away, um, no He's got one practice session, which, by the looks of the weather forecast, might be wet, which mm. means he'll have potentially no dry running going into qualifying, which should be dry from at least the forecast at the moment. Um, but I think I don't think he'll be miles off. My, my estimate is maybe seven, eight tenths. It's a short track. Was it one minute 11s I think they were doing at the end? So it's not going to be a gargantuan two, three seconds, I don't think. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's really hard to know. But yeah, like you say, like we're saying, there's not, there's not the pressure on him. So it's not expected. It's not expected of him. So we'll see how long Daniel Ricciardo is out for. You've got to think that surely if he's broken his wrist, he's missing Monza as well, um, which... I guess for Lawson, that's going to be the race where you can expect a bit more. Monza again. Like Monza again, DeVries. yeah, but uh, a kind of easier track, if you like. Um, less less physical and it'd have the whole weekend to kind of, you know, do it as well. So, um, yeah, no expectations for this one. When it gets to Monza, then you feel like, okay, I mean, if he beats Yuki Tsunoda in Monza, I don't think it's going to happen at all. But just theoretically, if he did, my word, is, is that given a headache for the whole Red Bull ladder, I think. Yeah. Because it's, it will change the whole dynamic again. It certainly will, because Liam Lawson's always been that nearly guy at the moment, but it was always understood that he will eventually get a shot in the Alpha Tower, whether that was next year or the year after. It's happened now. And as you say, Monza, then you've got a week break, I think. And then we've got, is it Singapore, Qatar, those tracks as well, which isn't that far away. And if you think it is a bad break with his wrist for Daniel Ricciardo, Liam could easily be driving those races as well. Although I'm sure Daniel will be chomping at the bit to get back in the car as soon as possible, similar to Lance Stroll in that regard. But we saw how, how much Lance struggled at the beginning uh, when he was racing. Um, so I hope Daniel doesn't come back too soon and then perhaps damage himself more like there needs to be uh, a sensible decision there but ah, oh, I mean it's just it's heartbreaking for him who's you know he's, he's he's rolled the dice he's come back and he's had the worst luck ever you just couldn't make it up that yeah of all the drivers it's happened to it's the guy that's taken some would say a risk to yeah return and go yeah all right I'll take this drive and get myself back into Formula One and he's done two races, and now he's on the sidelines again. I'm really concerned, Tommy. I'm not going to lie to you, mate. Really concerned. Yeah. Because if Liam Lawson does come out the blocks firing, we know Red Bull will make decisions very quickly, mm. won't they? They could. And who knows what that does to the whole the whole thing. The whole ladder could change because Perez isn't exactly set in the world. I think Helmut Marquez so. said this weekend around... You know, the, the Red Bull seats Perez, but he has to perform and stuff yeah, like that. So, you know, yeah. there is there is pressure on Sergio as well. So God, this could be this could be pretty spicy. Mm. Uh, question from Hasta La Vista eight. Do you think there could be a chance uh, a more experienced driver could come in to replace Danny Rick for the next few races until his wrist heals? I'm thinking Vettel. Um no, no. Liam Lawson is going to obviously <clears> replace him this weekend, and I, I see no reason other than Liam Lawson, unless he crashes 800 times between now and the terrible. end of Zandvoort. Yeah. Um, there's no reason. Vettel, 
Uh, like, out of everyone, for Vettel <laughs> to come back after obviously saying everything about the environment and how he felt like a hypocrite and he's sort of moving away from Formula One in a lot of respects yeah. to then be like, yeah, no, I'll drive the worst car on the grid around Zandvoort. No problem, I'll be there, no matter what. Yeah, exactly. It was always going to be Lawson and, yeah, if if this did happen, even if it's like, oh, Lawson's a quick replacement and they think about someone else later, also no, because... Lawson would be absolutely fuming and you, you've got to think like he's been he's been very patient uh, and now he's got his chance and surely you know it's it's his small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustoleum. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Let's now move away from Daniel Ricciardo and Liam Lawson before I start crying um, and just talk about free practice one. Hulkenberg went off, caused a red flag, which um, just just has has things really. You know, mm. it wasn't it wasn't much to really write home about with that, was it? It wasn't the most crazy thing ever. It was just in the gravel. Um, but it's funny how you know. I think it was was it Ocon resigned for Alpine, then had horrendous time uh, a few years ago. And then it just it just reminds me of that. Like, oh, yeah. both Haas drivers announced. Hulkenberg's like, mm, that, that gravel looked tasty. Indeed, yeah. The fact that we were talking, weren't we, in our 2024 predictions, maybe Magnussen is a bit under pressure, but it was Hulkenberg uh, that's the one that put it in the gravel, but it wasn't anything anything major. But yeah, uh, Haas have not, not quite ruined the, the silly season, but it did feel like Magnussen, that might have been one of the only... Uh, places available, but then there's also rumours that Zhe Guan Yu might be under a bit of a pressure mm. at Alpha, so there's still yeah, that's come a chance quite, for a bit of shake-up. Quite aggressively, hasn't it, that, mm. that rumour around Zhe Guan Yu, because of financial reasons, potentially. So we'll see about that. Let's talk about FP2 now, because not much really happened in FP1. No. Um, and Lando Norris, fastest by 23 thousandths, and giving us all hope that perhaps we might get an interesting qualifying again. Um and I don't want to talk about it, but I'm just going to headline it straight up. Like Ferrari looked, looked bad, looked mm, really, really bad, really not great, huh? Um, it's only Friday. I it's guess. only Friday. Um, they might bounce back. Maybe they went for a wet setup, and they're going to. It's a master plan, and tomorrow they're yeah, one yeah. two I like in that. the wet. That sounds like a bit of coping from from my side. So thank you, Tommy, for for, for bringing that to life. But let's go back to Lando Norris. I mean that that is a a huge lap that he put in there. Oscar was looking amazing as well until he pushed a little bit too hard on his hard tyres, lost the car at the banking, and obviously we've spoken about what happened there. But McLaren again, mm. looking saucy. Yeah, so far, I'm not going to get too 
smug yet because you know you never know what's going to happen but how can you not get smug you you've predicted Lando top three and you're a Max fan you don't lose <laughs> in this situation but but no Lando is looking very good um and you know we've spoken to a lot of people actually around Zambon it's been really nice to chat and one thing I'm sure you've noticed as well everyone always uh, particularly now at, at P1 everyone always asks our predictions they're like oh predictions I saw you did this uh, that's what most people seem to talk about and yeah a couple of people are like why have you predicted McLaren shouldn't be good here but that whole Hungary thought they were going to be bad were really good and that Lando is driving incredibly well uh, and McLaren have shown that they can be good uh, everywhere with their new package other than Spa when they probably put the wrong wing on um, and were too slow down the straight. And Lando made a mistake didn't he? Yeah exactly so no, they're, they're, looking, they're looking good around here. So, yeah, McLaren fans can be very happy. And another fan base that can come out of the bushes is Williams again. Mm. Alex Albon, P3 in FB2. And I'm not going to get too excited because I think they looked amazing at Silverstone. Then they had a wet quali and then they were horrendous. Mm. So you better pray if you're a Williams fan to not have any rain. Uh, but in the dry... They were great. Logan Sargent was top of the timesheets at a couple of different points, I think. And you thought for a second, Logie Sarge actually could become champion of the world this year. <laughs> yeah, William's looking good. It's almost not, not, not surprising, but the fact that Williams are up there, it's so, so good to see that they're not just this useless team at the back that are always last, like I will admit I was wrong that I thought they might be this year. Um, but they are mixing it up in the, the midfield and sometimes, you know, look even more quicker than maybe, you know, someone like Alpine or something that you think were, were, were solid midfield, top of the midfield car. So, yeah, looking very good for, for Williams indeed. Yeah, we had six different teams in the top six in free practice too. I'll absolutely take well, that. Yuki was up there as well, wasn't he? Yeah, Which qualifying. Is quite impressive. Yuki Sonoda up in fifth, only three tenths, uh, nearly four tenths off Lando, which makes me think Max Verstappen has at least another half a second in that car in P2. And I guess that was what we can finish on. Max Verstappen, is he still the favourite to win? Surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you we get baited every it. time, don't we? We do get baited every time, but I do genuinely think qualifying could be incredibly close. Um, it's, like every other qualifying like this a, year, and we yeah. get baited. <laughs> but, you know, if it's a close quali and Max doesn't quite make it, it's a difficult... If it's Max a difficult, has an off day? An off day? No. Does it exist? At, around Zandvoort, I don't think it does exist. Yeah. I think that's the one day that he will absolutely turn up yeah, he'll make, he'll make sure of it. But no, I think I think it will be an exciting quali. Um, a track like this, it is close, um, can be small margins. So yeah, I'm excited for excited for qualifying, gutted for Danny Riccardi. Yeah, I think that's one way to to end this. Our thoughts go to Danny Rick, and we really wish him a, a speedy recovery. Um, we of course also wish Liam Lawson the best of luck of of jumping into the car tomorrow. And also thank you to all of you that have said hello to us so far this weekend. We love each and every one of you massively. Thank you for allowing us to do this and come to Zanvoort and live out our dreams as Formula One fans. And Even we... saw people in P1 merch, which is the first time yes, we've P1 ever merch. experienced. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. 
Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. We, we signed some P1 merch, which yeah. immediately that lost any value it had as P1 merch. So it's sorry, it but you told out. us to do it. It stood out a lot when everyone's wearing orange because I noticed the second team is probably McLaren. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely is. Like you see pretty much 90% Max, then maybe like 7% McLaren and then the left, mm. like the rest of it is just random teams and stuff. But um, yeah, really cool to Helping. see people. We didn't, I haven't seen a single Alpine fan. I saw a Williams hat that said A on the front and I thought that was an Alpine <laughs> you did, didn't hat. You? And I was like, oh my God, an Alpine fan. And she was like, no, it's Albon. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, we've seen a lot of different teams, but still no Alpine. But very <laughs> cool to see the, the P1 merch uh, out. And yeah, massive thanks to the people that have bought it, worn it, sent us pictures and stuff. It's very cool to see. And I'm assuming that was your final thoughts then. Why not? Absolutely. Right, we'll see you tomorrow to reflect on qualifying. Bye! Bye! P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.